Welcome to Pass the Bullshit with Crystal Tosh and Amy Hartman, two badass business rebels serving up one steaming pile of bullshit a week so you don't fall face first into it. Amy, I miss you. Me too. You're so far <laughs> away now. We're actually, we were supposed to record a podcast live. Amy and I were on Cape Cod together for like a little over a week, I guess. And instead we just went and put our toes in the sand and we ate really good food and planned a bunch of other stuff that we're working on, but we did not record a podcast. So now in Kentucky, you're on Cape Cod and we're recording. That's what we're doing. And you're so far away. And I really feel like we're not going to blame ourselves for not having done it because we did so many really good things and some important things and... I don't think that, I I think we're not going to make ourselves wrong for not having done it while we were together. I agree. Well, I think this kind of leads into our podcast today. It's all about energy, right? And like how to heal and protect our energy and know when we need downtime and how to fill our cups back up. And, you know, we just needed to do other things while we were together. We spent a lot of time sharing a big kitchen table with our laptops, working on our own stuff and then working on things together. And we went to the beach and, you know, my big thing is we ate really good, yummy food at some really nice restaurants. And so that's all healing. (laughs) It it is all healing and it is so important. It's part of, it's part of regaining that energy. What was that? What's that quote? That's like your ability to relax is in direct correlation to your ability to be productive. That's total butchering the quote, but you get the point. Yeah, it's fine. It's Amy's (laughs) quote. It's no longer whoever's quote it was. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to be able to relax and to replenish yourself in order to have the energy to go back and do what you need to do and to get in your mind and your, your body ready to go back to work. And I feel like while we were still working, I feel like we did a lot of like healing energy type stuff and just a little bit of downtime too, with some fun, fun dinners and lunches that weren't all about work because right. that's what we do. Like a lot of times as CEOs, we're just like work, 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 work. And we're like, Oh, we're going to lunch. Let's talk about work. We're going here. Let's do the work. <laughs> Every conversation is about vision and mission and building and idea you know, processes and ideas. And that's really great. But also I think it's good to just do other things. I mean, for example, on the plane, I listened to Matt McConaughey's book, Green Lights, mm-hmm. and I loved it. I know some people don't like it, but that book is not a self-help book. That's not a process book. It's not, it's literally a 50 something year old guy's story about his life about how he ended up becoming an actor and about all the lessons he's learned. And it, I really like the way he wrote it, where he'll tell a story and he'd be at the end, he'd be like green light. Cause that was like a breakthrough or a path that was directing him a certain way. My goodness. I have it in my audible, like in my, it's already downloaded. I've already used the credit on it. It's in yeah. my audible and I haven't listened to it, but I need to listen to it. Cause that sounds amazing. I've been wanting to listen to it. Well, I mean, I could listen to Matt McConaughey read a menu. So listening to him read his book is pretty, I mean, it's good. I will say the the beginning of it, you know, his, his life story and like growing up as a kid, it, let's just say, you know, his dad was from Texas. They were a volatile family. We'll just say that. And so my aunt and I actually started listening to it and she was like, I can't listen to this when we were in the car driving from Kentucky to Cape Cod. So I ended up listening to it on the plane by myself, but it it gets really good. It gets really deep. 
And I think it's pretty cool to hear a guy talk about how he's kept journals for years. I love that. Hey, speaking of that, I do want to say to all of our listeners, if you have, if you don't have an audible account and you don't listen, you can go to our link and there's a free, like you can get a free 15 day trial and you can download this book for free during your, during your trial. So go to our linky dink and we'll hook you up with that book. We Uh, love audible books. We love audible. We seem to talk about them, (laughs) talk about something with audible every time. So we decided to get you guys a a free trial. If you don't have audible, go to our link and try it out. We would, we would love to have you listening to the books that we love to listen to. Absolutely. For sure. But yeah, it's interesting too. You said about him keeping a journal and everything. I think that's something that's so important. And women, I think we do that quite a bit as a way to sort of process what we're going through, but it's interesting to hear that he, he did that as well. I love that. Yeah. He's kept them since like the seventies. I mean, I don't know whatever. I mean, he's had them forever. And that's actually how he wrote the book. He said that he took all of his journals, he dug them all out. He took them to the desert. I don't know where he went. He didn't really get specific. I'm guessing somewhere like Palm Springs or something. And he read them all and he wrote his book. I mean, based on all of his journals. So yeah, really good. And one of the lessons in there too, that he talks about a lot is your circle of influence, your circle of friends, who you allow around you, where your energy goes. And I know that that's like, no, you know, listening to Matt McConaughey, McConaughey talk about that isn't really the focus of this podcast, but we are going to talk about that as CEOs and business owners, because through a lot of growth and healing this month, I think I've figured this lesson out. It's taken me 37 years, but Yay. you really have to protect your energy. And I've read books about boundaries. I've done work around boundaries and we hear the word boundary all the time, but I don't think we truly understand what it means and how to use them properly and how it protects our energy. And I think a lot of people think energy, like I went out and ran or something and I have more energy or less energy, but the mental space and energy of people who take from us, they leave us empty in many ways. For sure. And I think that we don't even realize sometimes when that's happening. And so we've been really intentional. I know you have through your healing this past month, and I've been more intentional about noticing it. And in fact, in my journal, that's one of the focuses that I really had is where are, where is the energy leaking? Because energy is not limitless. Like we think that energy in our day is like you have unlimited amount of energy, but it's not like the, the amount of mental space that you have is limited in a day. And if we are allowing things to suck that energy away from us, then, then we are not able to create what we're setting out to create. And we're letting other people dictate what our lives and our businesses end up looking like and what's possible for us because we're taking care of their needs all the time. And I think that we think of boundaries like, well, I'm going to set a boundary. If this person is super toxic, I know how to set a boundary. If this person is abusive, I know how to set a boundary. But what if the person is just posting things on social media that are really controversial and in opposition to what you think? And everybody always says, well, I mean, if you don't like it, scroll on by. Well, the problem is that it takes up space in your brain. So recently I have been unfriending and unfollowing people who are posting stuff like that. And it's not because I don't believe that people can agree or disagree. Like I don't like you less. If I unfriend you on Facebook, that doesn't mean that we're not friends anymore. I don't like you any less because you're posting things I don't agree with. 
The point is, is that those things that I don't agree with or those controversial things, when I scroll past them, even though I keep letting them go for a minute or two, I roll through a response or I might feel myself feeling angry or whatever. And that's sucking away my energy. And it's a boundary that I have to set for myself is who am I going to give space on my Facebook newsfeed? Mm-hmm. It's something people don't realize. I know we did the podcast about mean girls and, you know, you don't have to leave comments and stuff. And, and that's totally true. But what we're saying here is that you also don't have to expose yourself to things that cause a physical response in your body or make you start thinking things in your head. If you're, if you're like thinking of a response in your head, but you'll never leave it, you're using energy. And so unfollow, unfriend, bless and release is what Amy said yesterday on her post. And I loved that. I have always suffered from this nice girl. Like everybody describes me as super kind, super nice. And a lot of that is because I serve everyone before myself. I give, give, give to everyone. And then there's nothing left to give to my family or myself because I have this need to be liked. And I have this need to be known as, as the giver or the kind girl, she'll do anything for you. But where does that actually get you in life? And, you know, this is the week four years ago, I'll try not to cry that my mom died. And my mom was the most kind, caring human being who would literally give a shirt off her back to anyone else. And what I saw happen to her over the years is she poured everything out and there was nothing left for her. And whenever, you know, she got sick and something went wrong, where were all those people? And they weren't standing there trying to help her figure out why she was so sick or make sure she was okay. And so I think so often women literally kill themselves by serving others. It's that mother Teresa you know, idea that, that you're, you're going to be this like saint if you just give, give, give. And what happened is my mom was 59 and she died. And, you know, it was really sad because I remember speaking at our celebration of life and just saying, take care of yourself. She took care of everyone but herself. And this is where she ended up. So, mm-hmm. you know, energy is a silent killer in many ways, because we need that energy for our mental space and our physical bodies and for healing and for rest and all those things. And I think that, you know, a lot of my anxiety that I battle with is related to just energy sinks of just pouring so much here, there and everywhere. Yeah. And you know, the interesting thing about people who are energy sucks is that they'll, they'll call you out on stuff if you're not giving to them. Mm -hmm. Or these are the people who will say, I know you're busy, but I, Mm -hmm. or they will say, you know, I know that, you you know, you unfriended me. Why did you unfriend me? And they want an explanation and thereby sucking up your energy again. Mm -hmm. Right. And the, the reality is, is that you're allowed to set a boundary without ever having to explain yourself. You do not have to justify any decision that you make in your life. And you're allowed to make decisions that are self-serving in some, in some instances, that doesn't mean you're not never going to be nice to people, but it means you're putting your energy where you want to put your energy. You know, the story that you were just telling Crystal, just to backtrack a second, reminded Mm -hmm. me of like on the, on an airplane where it's like, if the oxygen masks come down, put on yours first and then everyone else's is because you can't help anyone else. If you're like passed out, Mm 
So you can't help your kids. Mm -hmm. You can't help anybody else with their oxygen mask if you didn't put yours on first. And so that's what we do as women is we take care and, and men too. I don't mean to make this a gender conversation. It's just that I think women tend to say, I trust everyone until they prove me that they're not worthy of trust. And men say, I, you know, you've got to earn my trust before mm-hmm. I let you in. And they automatically create space for themselves by that and keep their distance a little bit until somebody has been worthy to come into their inner circle. Whereas women are like, everyone, everybody circle. Yeah. All we're together. Just kumbaya. And then we start throwing people out of the circle when they've really harmed us, but we put up with a whole heck of a lot of really, really energy sucking people in our lives who don't treat us right, who don't care about us, who are only concerned about themselves. And that's the funny part about it is that they're so concerned about themselves and in taking care of themselves and sucking everyone else's energy that they got tons of energy. They're out Mm -hmm. there living it up off of our energy because they're sucking all of ours and they don't bother to give back for one second. So why are we feeling guilty about it? Because that's just women. I think, I don't think men suffer from this as much. They're just kind of like, this is me. This is what I do. And I'm going to do it because it serves me. And I hate the idea. This is a cultural thing. I think in America, big time is that women are supposed to be selfless and their children are the utmost importance and nothing else matters. They should sacrifice everything for them and their family and their friends. And, and they don't even know who they are. They're very unhappy. And I, again, to go back to what you said about, you know, we, we recognize very toxic people. I think we, you know, and that's what people think about boundaries. Okay. Well, I'm going to cut that family member out of my life because they're very toxic and maybe they have a drug problem or whatever. And we, we recognize that as being a boundary, but we don't recognize the constant, the friend that's always asking for something or the friend that's calling and texting and, and always talking about their issues, but never really like just texting and saying, what's going on? How are you? You know, that is a small, but very important time sink and, and energy suck. I mean, I read a book once and I can't remember it's written by a doctor, but it's called energy vampires. That's what other people sometimes call these people. And, you know, my need to be liked is that I didn't care. It was like, I wanted to be the nice girl and I wanted to help all these people. And The amount of time I've spent in DMs or in text message conversations, ignoring my husband or my family, because I was having this oh so important conversation is when I look back at it, it's tragic because you can't get that time back. And what did that do to my own energy? It lowered it because I was giving it to someone else who at the end of the day has not referred me business, has not paid me money. And, you know, I know Amy and I are like always money hungry and, you know, we talk about this a lot, but if you're not compensated for the time that you're spending, what is it doing? It's taking away from time that you could be working out. You could be making a smoothie or baking a cake with your family or like going on a hike. I mean, think of the things that we end up doing, sitting on the couch, responding to messages. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we say a lot, like, let's not just talk about money because it's not just about money, but at the end of the day, if we're running businesses and the women who are listening to this, who are out there running a business, 
your job, your business is supposed to make money. That's the reason that we're a business. That's the reason that we have jobs. Like that's money makes the world go round at the grocery store. They don't take other people's opinions. payment. You're not like, well, okay, here's your total $300. And you're like, well, I have 300 opinions this week about myself. Like that's not how any of this works. Right. So when we give so much value to other people's opinions, to other people's needs, to other people's whatever, all of that does not go with us to pay the cashier at the grocery store. So I think that some of this is looking at it like that. It's Mm -hmm. not wrong to say, I want to be compensated for my time Mm -hmm. because the time that you are going to give is valuable. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you never give something away. But we also can't spend all of our time in DMs trying to sell. So if you're trying to grow a business, I can't spend all my day having chats and DMs, having these chats to like try to convince people or whatever. Like we have to have automated processes. We have to have some places that we can create boundaries for ourselves to give Mm -hmm. ourselves time back to go live a life. Because like you said, I can remember being on vacations. I can remember when I go back to these specific places, I actually can remember conversations that I was having with someone mm-hmm. at the time where my husband said, what are you doing? Why are like, get off your phone. Let's we're here. Like look around. Right. And I remember saying like, hold on. I just need like five more minutes. I got to wrap this up. I'm in the middle of this thing. We're going to get it handled. And that person ended up not even ever buying anything. They moved Mm -hmm. on. They took what they wanted and they moved on. And with what they wanted from me, they also took my time. They also took time from my family. They also took away time from my vacation, which was supposed to be a healing time and a time for me to get my energy back so that I could go back and do more things. So that person didn't just take from me what they needed. They also took a whole bunch of stuff that they didn't actually need. That was like extra. They take extra. And, and take extra. Yeah. And that's on me. I'm going to take full responsibility for mm-hmm. it. It's on me because I should have set that boundary and I should have just put down my phone. You don't actually have to answer that text when it comes in. That's been a really hard lesson for me. And honestly, to be, you know, to be honest, guys, whether, wherever you are in your business, you know, I know if you're just starting out, cause I've been there before you think the more you give, the more you'll get. And, and there is truth to this in the, it, and I post about this. I say, serve people and the rest will come, but there's a line, like you can give like one-off advice here and there to show that, you know, what you're, you know, your stuff and to give them a, a little win, but the issue is when they keep coming back and they never want to pay you or they never, you send them like a proposal and they say no, but they show back up, you know, a month later asking the same questions. You have to draw a boundary because someone like that does not respect you enough that they're probably never going to do business with you. So stop answering the text, just resend the link to sign up to work with you or whatever you need to do. And the other thing is, I know when you're in your twenties and, you know, even early thirties, like I had a huge amount of quote unquote friends, right? Friends. But what I've learned is those were acquaintances and there were people that I poured a lot of time and effort into and energy and they're not really friends. Like, I think that as you get older and the higher you go on your success, the closer your circle becomes. And it's important because that's the only way you're going to keep going and growing and your income keep going up. I mean, if you look at, you know, Grant Cardone and just some of these big people that are kind of Gary Vaynerchuk, 
they have a very tight knit little circle and that's who they spend their time and energy with. And, and there's not like a free for all access to them. And there's a reason. There is a reason. And, and it doesn't take away from their lives. It doesn't, and it won't take away from yours. If you have a closer circle that it, that are really, really good friends who everybody's pouring energy into everyone, like a, a really solid friendship that is mm-hmm. a give and a take energy is being shared and energy is being given. And it's, it's such a great relationship and it doesn't take away from your life or your business. When we don't create boundaries, we don't create growth. So I was telling Crystal a story earlier from my early twenties, I worked at a very large corporation and the CEO of the corporation would sometimes be, you know, at lunch or walking through the building or whatever. And they would always be with their sort of advisors, the COO and whatever. It was like this little group of people that would always go to lunch together or whatever. Well, nobody ever had to tell me as the young new employee making an hourly, you know, rate, nobody had to come to me and say, Hey, if you see the CEO at lunch, you don't go ask if the table is empty and like sit with, like, nobody had to tell me that he's not approachable. And it wasn't that he wasn't approachable. He was a very nice person and he was very kind in the right circumstances. Like if you had the opportunity to sit down with him and have a conversation where you were invited in wonderful human being, really great at his job. However, the space that he created allowed for that. Can you imagine if he was trying to go to lunch and just, I have 30 minutes to have lunch and then I've got to get back to 14 meetings and everybody was walking up to him with a question about their lives. He would never get anything done. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I always think back to that because it's kind of, it's kind of that model for me of what I believe life should be like for a CEO. And it's not that you should be intimidating or create yeah. this space where people think that you're this horrible person. I don't have that impression of him at all. He's a really great person, but it wasn't acceptable to just walk up and start a conversation. And that's what we create when we are moving up in our business, when we're growing our business, there should be a sense that not everyone has access because otherwise you don't have the time in the day to get everything done that you need to do to grow your business. No. And I also think it makes people kind of not respect you because they will take, people will take and take and take as much as they can. And I actually know people who've stopped working with a coach because after working with them for a year or two, you know, they're ready to spend more money. And if this coach is not ready to say that, you know, demand more money and demand the respect for their time that they go find someone else. And it's no, nothing against them. It's not that they're a bad coach or whatever, but it's just the more that people value themselves, I think it ripples out to where, you know, other people respect you more, but you're also going to be called by the people who want to use you a bitch, or you're going to have stories told about you the where, you know, who knows what people say. And again, it's none of your business, but I know that that was a huge struggle for me. It's like, well, I don't like hate this person or I think they're bad really, but I know that for me, it's an energy drain. And so I put up the boundary and I unfriend or unfollow or stop interacting or whatever. And it's not that I don't like them. It's just that I like myself and I like my time and I see that it's draining me. So as you say, bless and release, like I don't wish you ill, but the other flip side of that is, knowing that without an explanation, things might be said to other people. And that like really bothered me for a long time of like, what, well, I wonder what they're saying about me, or I wonder if they think I'm a bitch. And 
you know, my husband finally said, what does it matter? Like, you're not everybody who knows you very well knows that you're like the kindest person in the world. So let them think whatever and move on. You can't just keep giving to people that don't respect you. Well, yeah. And if you take a look at what you've done, if you've unfriended someone or, or have said, I'm just not going to give them time. So we're talking specifically about unfriending of social media, but maybe it's a friend who you text or call, whatever it is. And you've said, I'm not going to give them any more time. And you sort of quit. And then you spend all of your time and energy worried about what they're doing next, worried about (laughs) them. Then you're still giving them your energy, Mm -hmm. right? Still allowing our energy to be used by someone else. It just in a different context. And the reality of all of this, the, the point of every single thing that we're saying here is that it is not actually the fault of the energy vampire, it's our own fault for not knowing how to set these boundaries and say, this is my boundary. This is my limit. I don't cross this. And yes, I do give generously. And yes, I have these spaces where I'm, I give. And maybe if you are the person who I love to give business advice, I love to give life coaching advice. I love, well then set up an opportunity for that. Have one call a week where you do that. If mm-hmm. you have a group that's that's constantly asking you questions. Maybe you're a manager for a large group of people. Instead of letting them come to you all day long and interrupt you all day long, have times in the day when they're allowed to interrupt you. So it's Mm -hmm. all about thinking about yourself, your time, how you like to structure, what you like to give and what you don't like to give and creating space for that. You know, just like in the instance of the employees, they can ask you at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. if there's a question in the middle that needs an answer, they can ask each other. When I taught in the classroom, I had a rule when I taught sixth graders and I had a rule that they had to ask three people before they could ask me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because I was trying to be a mean teacher and it mm-hmm. wasn't because I didn't want to help them. It's because that allowed me to keep everything going when I was in that classroom. And it also allowed me to teach them something important, which is you don't always have to go to the highest person in the room <laughs> right. to ask your question because the person next to you probably knows the answer. Mm-hmm. And that's just an important life skill. And so we can teach people this in our lives if we create the space for them to do that. Mm-hmm. And If you don't always answer their question right away, sometimes they'll solve it on their own. That happens a lot. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a really good conversation to have because we, we, as humans, I think blame others for everything. And we tend to be like, well, this person did this to me and they will take, take, take. Okay. Well, you're allowing it. We teach people how to treat us. And so if you want better relationships, more energy, and you want to feel better about yourself. I think in the long run, you have to respect yourself enough to do this stuff. And I just don't think that it's something that we focus on when raising girls in this country, especially me being from the South. It was always about little miss sunshine, put on your makeup and take a dish to an event and talk to everybody and be everybody's bestie. And, you know, and then go home and serve your family. And you know, maybe if you have time, take a shower before bed. So you've really got to learn that, you know, the word bitch isn't that bad. And that's just someone else's opinion of you. Like I've noticed that the women that are referred to as bitches seem to be the most powerful women who are doing, making big strides and doing a lot of things and women that I admire because 
they love themselves enough to take care of themselves. They make time for exercise, for good nutritious meals, for getting massages, for doing the things that help them be the best version of themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. That's my new goal in life. I'm just going to strive to be a bitch. And and the more people who think that of me, I feel like the more successful I will be, the more Mm -hmm. I will know that I'm successful. It's kind of like they say, like you've arrived when you have haters. That's what what it is. Once you have enough people calling you a bitch, you've truly arrived. That's Mm -hmm. my new goal in life is I will create so many boundaries that only people who truly deserve to be there, who are who are giving as well as taking energy, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. a give and a take. Those people will be allowed in my inner circle and everyone else is out. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> and that my friends is the podcast. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This is such an important conversation. And I think that it's one that we need to continue having. And if you are not already in our noble club, I would highly, highly, highly encourage you to come join us where we talk about all these things and keep this conversation going and encourage one another to continue to strive for greatness and striving for greatness sometimes means setting really strong boundaries and limits and being okay with who you are and loving the wonderful human being that you are enough to just say no to some people. And so we want to encourage you to do that. So come join us over there inside of the noble club and you'll be around other people who are also setting boundaries in their lives too. We're all about boundaries, boundaries that work and make sense and honor you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Pass the Bullshit with Crystal Tosh and Amy Hartman. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.